you're not going to believe this, but we reached episode 160. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to the SBP Podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. If you go to the internationalmobilefilmfestival.com website, did you know that there is a social page where we update you, um, usually me, I update you on things that are happening with the film festival, with the podcast, and little few other little things like that. Um, I love doing that, and I love sharing it with you. And there's no algorithm there. It's all up to you. It's your choice. You have the power to say, I want to know what's going on with the film festival. I want to know what's going on with the podcast. I want to know what's going on with, you know, whatever else that you know that I do or we do. Uh, Maybe you want to know if I've written a new article or uh, shared a new story in the blog or whatever. And if that's the case, just go there. It's where I'm updating you and giving you a few little things. I'm you might even read something a little inspiring. I hope it's inspiring. A little positive message uh, that I that I like to share in the mornings uh, with with you. So um, you can go there and you can find that out. And also, you know what? If you go all the way down to the bottom and and click on the link that says contact, it's on the footer of each web page. Guess what else you can find? You can find a place to go and send me some feedback and let me know if you're appreciating the podcast. Uh, Also, don't forget, there's links in this episode for subscribing to the podcast newsletter. And um, I hope that you'll do that. All right, let's get on with the show. Fade into film. Can't wait to talk to the guys. We are Fade Into Film. Hey, everybody, we're back with the Fade Into Film team. We're missing uh, Levi and Jason on this one. They are off to the respective businesses. (laughs) Uh, Levi is attending a film festival for his film Paralysis. And Jason is uh, scoring a film, and he's got a grind. So it's the three of us. It's Ryan McDonald and Joey Min. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Yeah. Excited doing to be good. here again, as always. Y- yes. Yeah, <laughs> as always. Um, so how many how many episodes have we done already uh, of these uh, fade into film things? Would this be our fourth? So- or um, I think we're on five yeah, because we started now. with one fifty. So yeah, it's we're 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 doing this. This is you know we're not quitting. No, so this good. is good. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, bring up a few things that are currently in the news. Uh, but first of all, Joey, I watched your um, your panel at was that the DC? Um, oh yeah, film DC Festival? International Short Film Festival. That was awesome. Yeah, it's actually, it's also at an Alamo draft house. And that's like, you know, it, wow. it was nice. It's like a brand new built one. I guess it's only been around for a year. The place is really clean, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to the other film festivals, <laughs> they're like a mess. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, you know, <laughs> it's 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 freaking shiny, you know. <laughs> Well, like Ryan, Ryan's, you guys do yours at the, um, what was it again? The Egyptian, the pyramids, what was that? That's the Paris Egyptian theater. Yeah. So that's like thousands of years old. I'm sure that's Uh, not brand new. Next year is is celebrating 100 years. Yeah. Coming up in May or March. That's awesome. That's crazy. Um, wow. That's very nice. We do ours by the, uh, by the water, by the bay, uh, just to hop and skip away from the uh, Sea World is where ours is. So it's nice. And Ryan, you've been here, so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, but Joey, congratulations on that. You, well, thank I, you. Yeah, that's that's pretty. You Steph, and Steph stepped it up. I, I I didn't even know we were going until I looked <laughs> at the calendar. I was like, hey, we're, we're supposed to be doing something. Huh? So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, adventurous. You live a you live an eventful, adventurous life. Oh man. You just wake up like a movie star, and your agent tells you what you're doing <laughs> for the day. And you're like, oh man. Jeez. Screaming fans I, I, waiting for you at the door. I would like more <laughs> sleep, honestly, at this age, right? <laughs> I I always say I need more sleep and then when I'm like, oh I get I get to I get to actually go to sleep, then I can't sleep. So that's how that works. Uh Ryan, you got something new? Uh yeah, I got a f- uh quite a few things. So um my daughter Sophia, we've talked about her short film a few times, the sister sister jink jinx and um just this last week we we got um three of those wonderful emails that you get when it says you're reading it and it says congratulations like we've selected you for um said festival so uh so we got picked up for the fart the fargo uh moorhead kids fargo yeah kids festival um also the international kids and film festival and then also the uh, it's the smartphone film festival, which I believe is in Australia, was interesting. Right. And Levi's not here to share that, but like Levi's feature film was also selected for the same festival. So yeah. So so Sophia has a, sh- a short <laughs> film to be in the same festival as Levi's feature film. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I want to share. I want to talk about the iPhone 15 that came out. You guys are aware of that, right? Did it just Did it just come out? Yeah, like people are getting them already. They got them on the twenty second. I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I, I, I didn't actually. Joey, you're fired. No, oh I'm just gosh. kidding. <laughs> I, I, did they no. even release like a a fourteen like big version? Like I feel like don't they do that first before they go to fifteen? Like. Yeah, the fourteen's been out already. So yeah, but they like come a bigger out with one version. every year. Like a bigger version. You know how like. Cause I have a, I, have, I think this is I have I still have an eleven and it's like the big one, right? It's like the big version of that. It's like the eleven Pro uh, with like three lenses. Well, I only have. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. I do have three lenses. So when I, you say big, because because you mean I, the size of the screen. Yeah, the size of the phone, right? Like, cause I I thought that was just like the 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 process where like they they, you know, they come out with like the normal size like, one. Then like like a, mama bear, papa bear, and baby bear type thing? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I didn't even know the 15 came out. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. No, well, so they did the keynote a couple weeks ago. I think it was actually even less than, 10, less than two weeks ago where they did the keynote. And they said, you know, it's coming out on the 22nd. But they did do some announcing of the, you remember, the, the Macs and the iOS and new iOS and all that stuff. And the 15, Joey, has log capture and also the ACES color grading uh, support, which is what the Academy, you know, uh, asked for. So that should help a lot more people get into Netflix, right, Ryan? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, I mean, so long as they make a good movie, I guess. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, the, the, the technology is can always be can always upgrade, um, you know, but there's always got to be passion and talent behind it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shot my movie on iPhone 6, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Netflix has a very strict, um, very strict conditions for getting in. And that's what ACES is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wrote about it uh, a few times already. But anyways, it's what the standard is for uh, film and television. And I guess it, you can't win an Academy Award shot with a phone if you don't use the ACES feature. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you record uh, with the log f- format, when you, when you <laughs> it's all flat. So then what you do is you bring it into your software and... Uh, you can bring it into DaVinci or anything else. Um, film Convert. You know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, Film Convert sponsors our film festival, and they created a, a new thing for that, for the log capturing uh, feature as well. And they were in our 
podcast um, and uh, talking about how it makes your film shot with an iPhone with that lock capture feature turn into your IRI film. Like it was shot with an IRI, turning it into like your million dollar film. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's because of the optics. But of course, like you and I both know, um, and when I say you, I mean the both of you and everyone listening, um, what makes a really good film uh, is, again, the story and how you put it together, you know. Um, but, of course, if it's on Netflix because this condition is met, I think that would be great. Oh, and also you can capture 4K at 60 frames per second, and it's got the UB, USB-C oh, right. um, charging cable, yep. That's because of that, the, was it the European loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see that I guess they co- they considered it. Well, we'll make that a win for us because now you can mm-hmm. capture that incredible footage and uh, save it onto an external hard drive. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I mean, so all Ryan, the more reason now for people to to take up uh, mobile filmmaking. I mean, it seems, you know, like it's yeah. closing in the distance of the technology in terms of, of like just, you know, what mobile filmmaking is or like the quality of the picture. Yes. Right. Yep. More technical aspects to it now. So yeah, like, yeah, fun. I, that's, that sounds pretty awesome actually. It is. It is awesome, but it's, and it's only going to get better. I mean, how much you, you wonder like how much higher, like, for the traditional, you know, uh, black magic, you know, that camera. Mm-hmm. So, and they, and you know, black magic designed the company. They came out the following day from that keynote that talked about, you know, log capture and all that stuff in the USB-C and all that stuff. Right. The very next day they came out with their app. Surprise. We came out with a camera app. And a couple of days after that, or maybe even the next day after that, they uh, they did an update to it so that when you get the iPhone 15 with the log capture, you can use their camera app along with that, with that feature. And so they have a way for you to uh, upload it while you're out on the field recording mm-hmm. so that you can upload it into um, their, their cloud system and give it to the editor uh, at DaVinci you know, working on DaVinci Resolve while you're still filming. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? That is pretty cool, yeah. Oh, and that camera is free. That camera app. Oh, wow. And, just, and so is DaVinci. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, DaVinci is free, right? So all you need now is just to buy the iPhone 15 Pro, the Pro or the Pro, or the, uh, Pro Max. The Pro has a log capture and all that too. Twenty six hundred bucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you need to be due for an update mm-hmm. on your whatever phone. You said you have the eleven. Mm-hmm. If you if you're on a on a plan Verizon or one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like every two years that you're you're up for an upgrade. I don't know. They send uh, me ads all the time. Hey, <laughs> you want the new iPhone? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, the, who who wouldn't, right? No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of people out there who have Androids. And that's the other thing. The Blackmagic camera is not Android. It's not doing that. It, it's not, it doesn't have an Android version yet. And um, who knows how long it'll take them to do that. I was told by a developer a long time ago that iPhone makes it easier to, you know, to to create apps, whatever system they use for that. I am not an app developer, so I don't know. Uh, but some app developers said the reason they do that is because it's easier uh, mm-hmm. with the iPhone stuff than it is with the Android stuff. But that was a horrendously large number of years ago, and I'm sure things have changed. But I hope they do it also for the Androids, because if you're an Android user, that sucks. <laughs> you're like, hey, I want that. I want the free camera, you know, from uh, Blackmagic, right? 
Yeah, I mean, sounds like I mean, you know, very accessible now with everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, are you guys gonna? Are you planning on getting it, Ryan, to make your next film? <laughs> That's a great question. I think that if I, I so. I remember a day <laughs> when um, the iPhone 6s worked just fine. <laughs> it, it did, yeah. Um, I remember a day when I was um, I was about as I knew high school was coming up, and I'd already been told that there was video production classes that I, that I could take. And so I saved up my money all summer long, and I bought a, a video camera that was like shot on the like those. Um, not the not the mini DV tapes, but like the it's that like half size VHS tape, and you put it in high the VHS eight? Like oh, adapter, the, right? Um, oh, oh, high yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, high yeah, eight. high eight. And so, um, you know, it's easy for me to nostalgically look back, and maybe uh, thirty years from now, somebody else will have the same story about how they were once on the iPhone 11 and upgraded to the 15 and then it was, it took them all summer long to save up their money or something like that. Um, so yeah, I still remember those days though, like buying my first camera and then buying, eventually I got a, a GL2, a Canon GL2 and that, um, that d- took the mini That's DVD the camera tapes. I used to have. Yeah. yeah. GL2. Um, and I remember being in college and I had a film professor. He was, he was chatting about like, we we're talking about cell phones and, like they didn't have good camera apps on the cell phone, but it was like it was like one of these days, like this this the thing in your pocket is going to be what you use for all your photography. And this is back when you still you go on vacation, and you still have like a, a just a camera that shot digital, um, yeah. that you do all your photography with, photography with. So, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to upgrade just to upgrade, and I think it's I think it's better money spent to like if you know you have something coming up to shoot and then also you have to get all then you start buying all the lenses but you don't have anything to shoot and then you know to be yeah. fair like next year this 16 is going to come out right and the 17 and beyond and so um so me personally i'm probably going to sit for a minute um but but it is but at the same time it's like i there was a time where i i in 2019 when i was like oh my gosh i have to get the 11 have to get because of all the features and then we're going to film something and then um you know we went through a this pandemic thingy um yeah. recently i've now i've shot a couple films with my iphone 11 thing but if, if you're just a, a teenage kid listening to this and you're going like i have an 11 like i need a 15 uh i think you could just do the 11 <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> right the the whole the features on this one are a game changer though they're this time, usually when you go from the 11th to the 13th, the XR, the 11th, the, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, none of them have had what this this has. And I think it also has to do, I think there's a connection between the lightning cable, which made things slower so that you couldn't add all these features to it. But I think uh, the word on the street basically is for filmmakers. Um, this is this is a bigger deal than all the other previous phones. So if you want to make that incredible film and you don't want to keep getting apps to do certain things, it looks like the iPhone is taking over the apps. To to me, it just mm-hmm. appears like their thing is. We, we, you won't need an app anymore to make a professional video. Like the, the video producers that got mad at me a long time ago when I, you know, they were so insulted by this. Um, those guys can start making what they would appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Um, so instead of spending $6,000 on, you know, another camera, they can go out and shoot weddings and make them incredible and things like that and make more profit, you know, uh, right. that way. And, and most of these things, the difference between back then and now, too, is, you know, Ryan, you probably remember having to digitize those mm-hmm. those yeah. uh, mini DV tapes. Oh, you yeah. don't have to do that with a phone, you know, be, and, and they're going, not only are they easier to 
to edit with, but they're also easier to distribute because a lot of the stuff is online. Mm. You know, clients want their want their YouTube channel <laughs> so that they can embed it on their websites, you know, their videos or Vimeo or something like that. Um, and uh, but here's another thing. This is a great segue. Mm. Um, special effects do better with the higher quality you know, video that you have. And Joey. Yes. Uh, you do some Matrix style. <laughs> uh, uh, not too much, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I mean, it could like be helpful. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. But other than visual, visual effects, let's talk about sound effects and sound design. Joey, I'll let you lead on this. Because um, I think this is an exciting thing that a lot of us don't talk too much about. Um, yeah, you can have a easier time with a phone, but what well, about sound design? Yeah, I guess that's the thing too. When we were filming um, that Zorro thing, when we did that uh, a while back, uh, while it's easy to just you know like kind of you know run and gun with with um, filming on on a phone. Um, one of the biggest problems that we had since I had an iPhone 11 is that, you know, uh, there isn't a lot of ways to make the sound good or, you know, yeah. like, like very crisp. <laughs> so we had an external mic, obviously, and we were, uh, I guess we were just recording audio on that differently. But to have, I, I think sound is very important for, for like videos, right? Especially mm -hmm. like sound design, right? So sometimes people will... I feel like more often people wouldn't mind seeing um, like not good video, but you can't have not good audio. And I'm, I'm wording it like that specifically for it's very, you know, like the basis of that idea, right? Like, like it is a fact. It's yeah. a fact. People will not put up with bad audio, even if the video is wonderful and you should almost treat your video as a separate animal than your audio. Right. So that's why, like, you know, sound design is very, very important. Like, because, like, obviously, since, like I said, um, iPhone 11, when I was using it, you know, uh, it, it it's not going to be as good as, like, a DSLR in terms of, like, certain things, right? So, but if I could get really clean audio, which I do a lot of sound design on my own, obviously, for a lot of action stuff, you know, that's kind of very important. So, like, the swords clinking and, you know, since we had, like, um, since the whole idea was, like, low budget Zorro and we had fake like we had like you know hobby horses or like stick horses I had to find you know audio of, of <laughs> horses I had to like sample a lot of that to just give the the whole thing a, a bit more of a feel and um and I think that's a thing too right like it's uh just everything about it I was like I had to it's funny because like you know for for that thing I I didn't know much about uh, like flamenco music, you know, like, you know, Spanish music and stuff like that. I so, do. I grew up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So working on that uh, short, short film, I, you know, I was like really finding a lot of that, that um, uh, flamenco style guitar, you yeah. know, and that's kind of hard to find nowadays, you know? So Wow. Really? In, in terms of something that had that feel of, of, I guess for that that swashbuckling style of of yeah. action, you know, yeah. It's it, talk it's to cool. all my parents' friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they that's what they do. My mom used to uh, put on flamenco shows. Oh and, wow! Um, and my my dad, he's uh, he he makes guitars and um, uh, mostly classical guitars, you know. But he also plays flamenco. He's one of the uh, okay, I'm going to show off here, guys. So basically, uh, I grew up around the flamenco music, and um, my mom sang it. And they had some very professional, very good flamenco dancers. Not all flamenco people are great, especially in the United States. Um, but um, there are a few that are very good. And my, my dad's flamenco was so good that people used to fight over having him play for them to sing. Oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, and I don't mean really fight. No, I mean there was just a little blood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, but yeah, flamenco, flamenco is is it's that stuff, and it's very, it's got its own, you know, 
energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, but if you're thinking about it for a film like what you guys were doing, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm, you know, going on and talking about it, I can totally understand what you mean because some of it just kind of goes on. Right. And they use it for commercials and background and things like that, but it's not really driving the action. Yeah. Like it does in your film. So, yeah. And that's why it's like, it's, it's a lot more involved, right? Like, even though it's just, you know, shot on the phone and it's, you know, sound is separate, but like that, that should give people more incentive to really pay attention to, to that side of, of uh, the production of their, you know, videos, I think. Yeah. It's worth it. And there's a thing about music and film also, uh, and it's, I'm sorry, Jason, <laughs> that you're not here for this. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about the tempo, right? Ryan, Joey, the tempo and the rhythm of a film, especially during a particular scene. And music helps drive that, um, I think. You know, I think it helps with the editing when you're editing to say, I want this and that and this and that. And you're splashing, you know, Joey, you're a cook. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a rhythm also to cooking, you know, and a timing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like breakfast. Breakfast is like the most people don't think about it. You're just cooking eggs, but you're also cooking potatoes that take longer. And as soon as those eggs are done, you got to be ready with those potatoes have to be completely done. Right. Uh, before you can get the eggs going. And it's a there's a timing thing like and you're just going from one thing to the other. And you got to get that right. Am I making you hungry yet, guys? but um but yeah sound design is pretty big um uh ryan when you did your horror film now we're just everybody's getting you know antsy over halloween uh when you did your 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 wolf um thing Mm -hmm. how did you how did you use sound design how much attention did you give it um well so i oftentimes because I oftentimes kind of always just imagine the film without like a score at all. Um, it's probably yeah. just because, like, budget wise, I I don't I don't have I'm not I'm not I'm not. That was before you met Jason. Yeah, I'm not I'm not factoring <laughs> in like what I need to pay Jason to do it right. Um, but yeah. on my in, my in my film crew, film team, film family that I work with, um, one of the other directors, cinematographer. Uh, Matt Johnson, and he's scored several of the other short films that I've been involved with. Um, it's his band that is the like heavy, heavy rock metal band that's in the, like kind of death metal band that's in the and married and loving it. Um, and so he was so I was fortunate enough to where he put together within a few days uh, a score for for the Moon's Blood um, short film that I did, and he he also has done some scores for other short films like I said that was a part of that we also shot on the iPhone there's a series we did called The Replacement and um, it's interesting again because I always imagine it without the sound without the like music to it because I'm thinking I don't have I'm not going to have that that piece to it the Um, resource yeah and then to hear the song that he puts together and it's like oh like it's it's just it's like it's like the perfect marriage of those two things Um, and I I oftentimes actually champion when we're talking about when we're anytime I'm ever in a film conversation about sound, I always try to like pinpoint moments where there was like a scene in a film where there was no sound, where there's like uh, like Hitchcock would do it where there's just complete silence, um, and how like the absence of sound really like helps with suspense as well, and how you don't yeah. necessarily need music at every like, <laughs> like moment. the cat. Yeah, there is a cat. Is that yeah. your cat? Yeah, Leo the cat. Uh, he's in um, when we're. <laughs> When I was when I was uh, helping Sophia edit her short film, yeah, the Sister Sister Jinx, that was him. Um, the requirement was is that any shot that had the cat in it was was the take that we were going to use. So if he was in the background, he's that was the take that we used. Um, <laughs> didn't mean, but uh, and so um, so very often I I was referenced kind of like the the movie scenes that are movies where there's no sound at all in certain moments to make like suspense. But I mean, you, I mean, how, how, how do we also have that conversation without mentioning something like, like the, the opening of drive or like, it's just the perfect song for that. Like after the, after the yeah. beginning, uh, heist part. Right. And then it goes into the opening credits. Um, 
or like Tangerine Dream. Wait, Driver, Baby Driver. Well, Baby Driver is also the, uh, phenomenal in the sense that it was like each song is timed along right. with the movie and, and things. I was thinking Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah, yeah. But like Baby Driver is an amazing example as well, where like where like the music was picked ahead of time, and then when they shot it, they purposely like keyed in the right moments, the right beats to beats with the songs, right? Um, and, or when and Tarantino is obviously the the best at it, where he, a song for a movie can almost change the, the scene. Well, completely. Pulp Fiction, one of the yeah. one of the most famous scene to me, it's the one in the car when they blow up the guy's head, and they're like, "What <laughs> just happened?" Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of people, that's the dance scene, you know, with um, between Thurman and uh, uh, John Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and so so there's these so as much as I sometimes I go like, oh, sound is. Sound is secondary, or I might say that sound is like you know, um, you know, what do you do? Like, imagine like there, there's a foreign film. I think it's called Rafifi. I might be saying it wrong. There's a whole like twelve minute segment where they're trying to break into this bank, and it's completely silent like the entire time, and it and it's really tense. Um, but on the other spectrum of that, yeah, when you have a great song with a great scene, it's yeah, it is dynamite in a movie. Um, yeah, sure. it's epic. And um, I don't know about you guys. Sometimes I'll drive around with the with the soundtrack of a movie on. Like, you ever drive through town listening to like the Speed soundtrack <laughs> or something? Um, <laughs> you'll get to where you're going. You'll be on time too. Yeah. No, I I sometimes used to have the um, uh, Mission Impossible theme going on in my head while I just do random, really <laughs> normal things. Just to make it exciting, like walking into the bank and dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I got Mission Impossible going on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, when it comes to the sound effects, right, um, the added sound effects, the so you can take, you know, like some people do with frying. I don't know if you watch those, those, those unfortunately addictive, reels that they're putting on on facebook yeah uh with the with the frying pans and the people cutting bread and oh my god and it's like you you have to turn on the sound for that but it's so amplified like the food Um, asmr reels yeah and you hear the sizzling and the you know that was me by the way uh doing (laughs) (laughs) just slicing I mean, it could be soft cheese and they're going to (laughs) add sound effects to it. And it just makes it crazy. And other, other, and and I mean, they're really just showing the monotonous thing of cutting a slice of bread, you know, but they're making it extravagant, you know, and epic, you know, with the sound. I just think that's a good example of, you know, in Joey's film, he's using like styrofoam, uh, swords or something, right? Yeah, it's from the dollar store. Like. Yeah, and they sound like ching, ching, ching. You have all the high sound uh, swords effects to it. And yeah. all of a sudden, you don't care. You don't really even see that they're dollar store uh, swords, you know, right. nerf well, guns. I mean, because that's the, that's the point of it, right? Like, I, I wanted... Yeah. It's the whole idea. It's just like, it's, it's just the image. It's the imagery, but if you have a story to tell, and I hope that, you know, people can just learn uh, or at least keep practicing their filmmaking with just a phone, and, I, and, and they shouldn't, uh, you know, I guess not look down upon that idea of just like, hey, if this is the only camera that I have. But then again, what you're saying with the iPhone 15, if if has all of those features already, I mean, Jesus, it's like, you know, like if you think about it, it would be a cheaper alternative than getting like a you know a standalone camera, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to get into filmmaking, that might be like a very good option. And I think the learning curve is less, less hectic, you know, Um, and you get to practice. That's the thing I've always said about mobile filmmaking is that it's in your pocket. You have it. You're constantly handling your phone. You know, you've got a few minutes here, a few minutes there to practice something as opposed to, you know, breaking your your Canon Geo too, Ryan, out of the suitcase, you know, and, and put attaching the battery. Oh my God, is it charged? And where's the tape? I need a blank tape, you know, mm-hmm. don't want to record over something I've already shot, you know, by the time you're done with that, you're like, yeah, whatever, you know? Um, but with a phone, it's just, 
so easy to practice, you know, like like Joey, like what you're saying. It's just so accessible that you're going to save time on practicing. You're going to learn how to use it. And then you're going to be able to make like, I, I just can't wait for the feature film that will win an Oscars and excuse my French, but piss off, you know, all the major studio film directors. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you think about if they could make another Blair Witch kind of like that or mm-hmm. something, you know, I mean, that's just the idea, but, you know, something that could only be done on like a phone. If- the next leap would be, like, can we shoot, <laughs> you know, right. 70 millimeter on an iPhone? Lord of you the know, Rings. If we can get there, yeah. Hey, remember how Lord of the Rings? Like that's the first time. What it was like the the, the canon mark You said Ari <laughs> for, for that, not the first one. Or Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, I don't know if that's what they used for the first one. To be honest yeah. with you, the the first one, and I think I remember wanting to get the you know the the five D Mark II simply because they use it for the action really? scenes for the first yeah for the first film right. Interesting. And that's why I was like, oh, man, I, I should get a Mark II. Like, you know, I didn't know the the how much they used it, but they did use it, like, for a lot of the, I guess, just some of the action scenes and stuff like that. But then, you know, that's getting just... But they used the iPhone 4S for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's... I mean, I've been watching films forever now shot with phones, but I've also been watching other films. <laughs> I do have a life, guys. Um, and, and I watch and I love them all, you know, and I'm, and I'm watching something, you know, that was shot with like, who knows what camera on Netflix or whatever. And I'm all like, yeah, that could have been shot with a phone, you know, and it wouldn't have made a difference, you know, as far as the effect of the story and the film, the actors, you know, the acting, the, once you're captivated by a story, you lose track. It's one of the things that people say at our film festival a lot, you know, when they're watching these films. Like they said it about Levi's films. Yeah, I think you said it too, Joey. You know, you just forgot that you were watching a film that was shot with an iPhone. Yeah. I, I, you know? Eventually, yeah, the story and the, the, the context of everything, you know, that's what really what should we, we yeah. as filmmakers should be aspiring to, right? Being able to tell a story with any medium that we have. Like how many times have you been sick, right? And you're sitting there and you're watching films and all of a sudden you forget. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. eventually that excuse is going to go away with like, you know, with the technology for phones being like getting so crazy. Like there there shouldn't, you know, you're right. Like there shouldn't be a, a you know, like producers that would get mad if if somebody filmed something amazing on, on, a, on an iPhone, right? Because like, it'll get there it the you know we're, i'm shooting vlogs with like steph's phone and it's like a it's a 14 and the cinematic mode it like looks like it looks like really nice you know like in given the right the lighting and stuff it's like whoa that looks is that the one that you got the lens for the lens for that you were doing there was one that stephanie oh no it wasn't the 14 was it she was using a dslr Mm-hmm. Um, and you were filming. You just got a brand new lens for it, or something oh yeah, like yeah. That? It's, it's, that's just us using, yeah, like for our Sony's. But yeah, but I'm just talking about like for the you know phone itself, like the right the the I guess I'm like just the going. Digital... Yeah, that would be something you do later with, yeah, it with would the be. 15 or something. The 15 also has a 40 48 megapixel um, camera, by the way, for photography. <laughs> and it said it simulates. It's pretty close to simulating optical optical um, zooming now too. Oh. To the point to where, I mean, the technology on both DSLRs and mobile phones has gotten so incredible. I have an SLR that I got when I was like a teenager. You know what I'm saying? It's digital. It's one of the first digital SLR cameras but it still uses film mm. and from then to now things have just gone like crazy and then you have the mirrorless cameras too which are being used for films for for movies mm. like big movies you know mm. and they're like the, a handheld mirrorless camera 
yeah, it's evolving. It is all evolving, and it's all. But the the screen at the theaters is the same size screen for the most part. It's like a sixty foot screen or or something even bigger. But you can watch a film that was shot with an iPhone 4S even on one of those screens. I can tell you that as a fact. And it looks amazingly good, incredible, you know. Um, and you can watch a film like on the 15, like Tangerine at Cannes, right? I mean, at Cannes, at uh, Sundance on their screen. And no one even noticed until they said it at the end, mm-hmm. you know. And that was 2015. We're now in 2023. That was with a 5S, with an iPhone 5S. So that was 10, 10 ago. Yeah, it's like, just imagine if, like, Aronofsky had, like, uh, shot Pi with a phone <laughs> instead of whatever he shot it with <laughs> at the time. Yeah, and those films, see, and what holds those films up, I mean, nobody's looking at a film that was shot in 1947 and going, oh, man, the, the depth of field on that sucks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, those films are still around and people are watching them and, and learning from them, right, and inspiring people because of the story and what was accomplished, the creativity and the, the just like everything, the texture and all this other stuff with the texture. And I don't, I'm not just talking about the film part of the texture, but the, the texture on the story itself as a film, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about, wait, I had this one other question I wanted to ask you. Uh, should we be color grading more now? let's talk a little bit about those effects and color oh i didn't know how to do it i i know um chris nolan christopher nolan i need to stop abbreviating people's names as if i'm like friends with them but um christopher nolan i think he he chris yeah (laughs) well sometimes i say like oh bob nero sam jackson it's like i need I, like I don't know these people. <laughs> like I need, to, I need to slow it down. No, uh, Marty Scorsese. Um, and uh, but um, he shot his his uh, first independent feature film of following, and it's in black and white, and it was purposely done in black and white. Probably budgetary reasons, I'm sure. Um, but also it was like, well, then I don't have to color grade the movie. And I thought it was interesting. I thought it was really interesting to just kind of like cut that out. Um, you know, but lots. So I don't know. I've thought the same thing sometimes. I'm like, we could just like skip that one, one of the hard, like make or break moments because because a bad color grade is almost as bad as sound, right? Yeah, if it's not done right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's something that people should just learn. I don't, I don't think it's it's a uh, too. It's part of the story. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you know, if I you mean, like, I guess it, it is that that slope, right? Like, how much do you want to keep putting into the elements of your film, right? But we'll see. Yeah, and and but that that's kind of like so. Production is a big deal. If you don't have the production, you can't you can't have the post, right? <laughs> you need the true. stuff. But right? see, the the thing is. But the thing is, though, that's why I, I, I still, you know, like why I champion the idea of, of like filming on your phone, at least to have very good basics first. Right. Because like color grading. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think that's as important as like learning how to, you know, block your subject. Right. And, you know, there's people that would just film stuff and, uh, you know, they're making they're jumping straight into like, oh, I'm making my my feature or like some crazy, like, you know, long you know, like long, short film. That's right. But they yeah. don't, they can't eat, like there's so much negative space that's not intentional. Like it's not even like planned. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I have this thing where I've, um, I, I call it the, the first film syndrome when people think that, or people that never made a film before think that it's easy to make a film and they don't realize like the, the, my, like the minute details that just make, like a simple shot happen is it, like there's or a lot about yeah what about the other this other aspect that also happens um when you first make a film mm-hmm. 
and you're like, why? Wow, wow, wow. Look at the color. Look at that yellow. <laughs> oh my God. You know, look how good that's. And you bring it in your friends to show them that four second clip or whatever. Right. Look how cool that is, you know. And you start to do that and you start to fall in love with that and you start to, you know, it's like super candy, right? Right. Super sweet. And, um, and then you forget about the story part. Yeah. Um, and which... I mean, that's when those people become tech heads, right? Yeah. Like, that's uh, true. I think, um, like we, uh, like Steph and I, or we did this one project before, um, and it wasn't the best. I, I didn't like it, um, simply because like the person that we were working with, and it's not his fault. He was definitely, he was definitely a tech head, but, uh, this guy, he kind of had, um, you know, he, he wanted to shoot and he knew, the the technical and the schematics of like how a camera works but to actually shoot with it is it's another like it's another thing right like yeah. he he was a cam op with no direction basically right even though i you know like i didn't really know that at a time before we worked with him so so stuff like that like yeah like you could you know sure buy like you know very expensive camera but if you if you don't even know how to shoot with it like what's what's the point right oh there's so many so many so many bad i I, i've gone to you know film festivals with indie filmmakers and i'm going gee what did you use as as a founder for the mobile film festival and i'm like you know i could tell you there are 20 films shot with a phone by someone who's never even made a film before who's just been dreaming about it and watching a ton of films like ryan right and studying every aspect of it gets a chance to do it and they've they've practiced but they've never actually f completed a film before mm. and the first film that they completed was shot on a phone and it was way better than all these people that have been shooting films you know yeah. and they're like just like it's my fifty thousand dollar camera so i'm sure it's good everything that comes out of it's going to be Magically good. <laughs> yeah, actually, but don't you magically think though, delicious. When, I actually hate it quite a bit when I'm watching an indie film and it is like slick, slick looking. Like it, every like the coloring is great, and you can you tell that it's, it's, it's kind of like what Joe was saying. Like you can tell that they know technically what they're doing, but there's just no. It's just not interesting though because they're not doing anything. Like they're not pushing the medium in a way that like, um, you know, there's not. You can okay, so it'd be like a horror film, right? But you can't. You can tell that they haven't watched a ton of horror films. Like they're not going mm -hmm. deep into the into in, right. into horror films and like referencing anything. You can't like. I I would much rather watch a film where I can go like, oh, you watched a lot of De Palma, and it be right. and it have the coloring suck. Like, but at least I can go like, oh, that's just like body double. That's just like that. Like I I much would rather have that than watch something where they they think that they know horror. Uh, but really what they did, they just painted it really well. Uh, yeah. It's like, you're, like, you're right. Like it's not even, they're not even up to the, like they don't have their basics that they're not even pushing. Like they can't push. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You, it's yeah. Just, it's just well painted. It's like you went golfing. You got the, you got the newest things. You got the Titleist, you got the Nike, but it's like, but you hit like shit. Like, I, I like it's like the, the, the camera. That's what I mean, we're talking about the 15 a second ago. Right. And it's like, all the bells and whistles at the end of the day whoever's holding that camera in their pocket has to have passion but passion enough to really like study and read and understand and try but at the same time you know I, i'm i'm not uh, i'm not saying that uh like i'm not knocking the people that just are are the tech heads that you know just uh, uh they, they can get to sundance with their um with their film because it, it you know because of what it is and they're playing it safe like i i don't i'm not knocking that too that makes a lot of sense but yeah like but now i'm saying now in that in the current landscape of things now that you know people can film stuff with their phones that they don't have to um risk that much money to tell like a story you know just to yeah. practice right like hey tell a story about your day but in in the best way that you can right and i think the reason what drives me with that is the wasted time that you spend too much time, you know, um, practicing things just for like the, the, the candy, right? Look mm -hmm. at this, look at that. Whoa. You know, and, um, I see a lot of people that talking about, 
the technology, frame rates and all this stuff, like with the new phone. But I want those same people to get out there and start making movies. Right. You know, and I don't see that yet. You know, um, like, I mean, good movies, you know, good movies that they they create no bells and whistles. You don't your first feature film doesn't have to look like, you know, this big cinematic film. Your first short film doesn't need to look like that. It just needs to tell a good story. And I think you uh, forget when you're creating a film that you can watch it, too. And that when once you're all done and you play it, you should watch it as a viewer, you know, uh, as someone who's just I'm watching a film. Well, I mean, it shouldn't you to be, be a film you you made? Yeah, shouldn't you be your first audience though? I mean, I know exactly. that's not. I know that's not really what other people would say, but like, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I, because yeah, I definitely because I've made so. some. Some of my the the horror films that I've been a part of and the Moon's Blood one that I directed last year, like, um, or e- even Married Married and Loving It, like with some of the content that we say in the film, there's times where I'm like, I'm like I'm sitting there in an audience and we're sh- we're screening like Moon's Blood where like the werewolf pops out because this girl's menstruating and and whatnot and like nobody's laughing, but there's like a couple people who are laughing and there's like my team that's laughing. Um, and I find, I, I wonder myself, I'm like, oh man, like nobody likes it. But the reality is, is that like the people who do like it, like love it though. And mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah. And then, so I go like, I, you know, the first person who should want to enjoy it is me actually. And if I think it's funny, then I actually. It has to be people to find it funny yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. People, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, I, I'd rather have people who just like just love it more than just like more people who just like oh yeah it's good yeah but i think the problem comes though joey when you have a whole team of people that have given sweat and blood over something and then they look at it and they're all like oh man that sucks we wasted our time with you right like joey you talked us into making this thing and it sucked Oh yeah, I'm I'm usually the first person to say that about my own stuff. So, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I agree with yeah. you guys. That that was terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but, I, but that's the thing too, though, right? Like, even though yeah. I was saying about the first film syndrome too, I I think it's honestly a very amazing thing that someone, if uh, you know, they're able to actually push through and make their first film, whether good or bad. I think that's Dude, everybody at who's the out there who's ever completed a film. Yeah. Is already epic in my brain. Yeah, exactly, right. You know, because there are a gazillion people around you that start to make a film that never get... And I'm not talking about just, you know, your neighbor down the street. I'm talking about, like, film directors and film... Even in Hollywood, there are so many films that get started that don't go anywhere. Well, you know, I was... Um, when we were shooting my film, or I think we had finished shooting it, but we we're in the editing part, and um, uh, James Franco had he was working on that the uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's, it's basically about the making of the movie The Room, mm-hmm. and oh. that was coming out. That was like a big thing at the time, and I remember turning to my producing partner and now wife Brandy. And I was like, I, I was starting to get really scared that like, I was like, what if my movie's just like that? Like where it's so bad that it's funny and I didn't mean for it to be that way. Or if it's just, it's just terribly bad. Um, and I was really nervous about that, at, like th- that it could be that terrible. Wait, the room, the one with the, 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 the mom the, and the kid that get kidnapped or something? Oh, no, the room is the... The room, like, oh, you know, like, oh hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one. <laughs> I did not hit her. I yeah, I did not oh, hit hi, her. Mark. I did not. <laughs> it, it's supposedly, like, the, the worst film ever created, but it has a cult following. It, it's so bad that it's good. It's, it's so good. bad that it's good, right? Kind of thing, like, Plan 9 and Better, uh, uh, yeah. from Outer Space. It was about thing. him as a filmmaker, right? So the trying to make that movie so the franco the james franco version is uh is like of them making that the movie that's so terrible but the reality is is that at one point there was a movie that was called the room that's so terrible 
that it has like a cult yeah. following for how bad it is. Um, it was made in like the nineties and, uh, and I was, you know, really nervous that when we're making Mary and loving it, I was like, I was like, is it, is it going to be that bad? Uh, so <laughs> bad that people no. like, cause there's a scene in the James Franco version where he's in the, in the movie where like he goes to sit down to watch the movie that they made and everybody's like laughing at the screen and throwing the popcorn Yeah, I remember that. And he gives a big speech at the end. I saw that. Yeah, movie. and I was, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I was terrified. I was like, what if that happens to me? Um, luckily, I <laughs> that didn't happen, but um, but it was there, though. So when we're, when we're, when we're uh, you know, saying about people who, like, there's people who will, who will brave enough to, like, to do it, and there's other people who will be too yeah. scared, to, and they'll just, I guess, not, or sit on the couch. I call them couch warriors, but, like, to yeah. <laughs> not go through that, you know, that, that fearful time. It's to some people, what they think is more epic than others. It's so subjective. It's like people, some people look at the, the, you know, the creation, right? Oh my God, that turned out so good. And they don't care about what it took to make it. It happens on the flip side that something was, was not that great, but what it took for them to even get to complete that, no matter how bad it was or whatever, was so epic that it just it's mind-blowing and it's inspiring anyways but i mean okay if, if your film did become like the room and and people love it for the wrong reasons that you had intended but it it blew up anyways would you still be proud or, or no i think as an individual right um I think I'm a- creating art you have to you have to kind of let it go and go move on to the next one and let people yeah. do what they're gonna do I think I would hope that somehow I was callous enough to enjoy that aspect of the people like loved it for the reason that I wasn't attending, but mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience. So I, 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 I still speaking hypothetically, I would, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like, but you got famous, right? Right. right? <laughs> you made money. Uh, but for all yeah. that, but I'm not, I'm not proud of how I got famous, <laughs> you know, that kind not of a thing. Intended, yeah. But you know. Because who, yeah. who's that other guy, um, like Neil Breen or something? I've never seen his films. I've seen trailers and I've heard how, you know, he's kind of like that too, where it's like, oh, it, like he makes really bad movies, but he kind of got big off of that. So he just kept on making movies. And like, I know on YouTube, like people like people fund him like. They, they give money to keep making his movies. There's an audience for everybody. Right. You just have to get out there and get seen, you know, uh, like this podcast. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's an audience for it, uh, for people who are uh, interested in you guys and what you have to say. Um, this whole podcast is a story of its own, and each episode is like a sub-story. And the reason I'm saying this is because we're nearing the end of this episode. Oh. <laughs> um, so, um, so to give it a give it a world and a roundabout, um, one of the things that we've established in this episode is that sound is much more important, though it's not to replace the video, uh, the visuals on your on your films, that. You should spend, if you want to make uh, a big impact with your film um, and make it, you know, enhance the storytelling part, you should really pay attention to your audio. Um, And um, that'll make a big difference. Um, And you can always, of course, add great music and film scores to do that. But I think just capturing great audio is more important than even adding music, which is something that may not be a resource that that you can afford at the time or whatever, right? Um, The other thing that we also established, what else did we, oh, also the 15. If you want to make a great film, get the 15. Otherwise, you know, just (laughs) keep making films with what you got. (laughs) Watch Citizen Citizen Kane while you're signing your new T-Mobile contract. (laughs) (laughs) and also the black magic uh, app the the cam app i talked about it in the last episode too 
just go download it. It's free. It's fun to play with something new. Um, obviously, there's already enough tutorials out there. <laughs> a lot, I mean, yeah, like a lot of free apps to go along with the 15, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I just think, I just think, yeah, that's the the beauty of iPhone. There are more free apps um, in the uh, iOS store than you know available for free, including the iMovie on your on your Mac. The, the Apple landscape right in the apple world they they do give you a lot of opportunities to be creative before you uh have to spend you know thirty thousand dollars on your next piece of gear like the new imac (laughs) (laughs) Um, do everything on that phone right 2600 bucks the technology's out there grab your friends take the weekend also uh, congratulations to the writers on the WGA. Looks yeah. like I, I don't know if it's solid yet, but hopefully it is. And it's I hope it's that right. SAG AFTRA also gets their stuff done. Hope they no get one their takes advantage of anybody in this industry anymore. Yeah, there should be money for everybody, right? We we yeah. should all be able to work and have a living. Well, gotta if you're gonna if you're gonna work in this industry, you need the time to do it. It's very hard to be flipping burgers somewhere and and mm-hmm. working in the industry and practicing and and getting your experience in it. Yeah. Um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna devote the hard work which is involved in this industry, it's it's a lot of hard work, then you should be able to make a living out of it. No one's talking about being rich unless they, you know, the executives right. are, but other than that, that's, you know, the basics. Uh, but they should be getting their fair share. I mean, for God's sake, if the movie is making a billion dollars in profits, you know, spread the love, guys. Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. Speaking of spreading the love, say goodbye to our listeners, everybody. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys in a couple weeks or next week. <laughs> <laughs>